I sent up the bat signal and Kimmy answered. We needed a guest for tonight and here she is. I've got no life, so I said, yes, Sam, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it for you. And now there's an offer I haven't had for a while. <laughs> oh, God. This episode is brought to you by Test Instrument Solutions, or TIS as we know them. Now, they do multifunction testers, EV test adapters, they do all kinds of stuff from thermal engine cameras, right the way through to continuity testers. Go over and check out their website at testinstrumentsolutions.co.uk. They are up and coming, and actually, they do some of the best kit on the market today. So go and check them out, testinstrumentsolutions.co.uk. Hello and welcome to Monday Club. Come on. Was that too much? No, I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> Little bit of pizzazz. Come on. So we are. Uh, this is Monday Club, and um, Amy's out tonight. She's uh, probably working. I don't know if you follow her on Instagram at all, but that girl works till like three o'clock in the morning sometimes. I don't. I don't know what how she's doing that on, but she is a beast like that. Um, so I threw up the bat signal, um, searching for a guest to fill in last minute, and Kimmy answered. So Kimmy, welcome to Monday Club. Hi, hi guys. Hello. Good evening. All right, they sound creepy. Don't worry about. Oh, it. that was a bit weird, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> hi, <laughs> hi Kimmy. <laughs> yeah. like, another girl. Another girl. <laughs> But don't learn to when Sam does this as well. When he will just continuously wind everyone up individually. I know you've done it. Yeah, I've just, not. Just ignore him. Just it. roll. He's like a little. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Kimmy, what we talk. So listen, right. The hot topic when we were doing our podcast was the was... bin talk. Yeah, like this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was bin talk. But the hot topic when me and you done our podcast was your selector on power tools. Oh, are we where going to are talk we? about that again? No, I just want to know where I'm we are. So... I'm, I'm still on the JCB. Yeah, what? I watched your video the other day. It was about an hour, GC... hour long, wasn't it? Isn't yeah, JCB that was my first ever watching. attempt. Um, you know, definitely an hour long. I don't even have the attention span to listen to myself talk for an hour, so... No, it was it was good. Like the audio was all right, the camera quality, all that sort of stuff. It's just the problem was it was JCB tools. Yeah, that was oh. bad. Come on, oh. like we've, we've got to do something about this. Listen, let's put a shout out to the manufacturers today. Kimmy's in desperate need of some new tools, <laughs> right? So, Dewalt, if you're listening, uh, I don't know, Milwaukee, uh, Kia, Bosch, yeah. any of those guys, let's, <laughs> let's have a bit of charity yeah. in the community. Let's let's get Kim some proper tools, yeah. Anyway, moving on, I'll fill in the awkward silences with my constant rambling. Kimmy. Thank you. So what have you been up to this week, mate? What has been, what was your last week like? Give us a day in the life of Kimmy on the tools. Um, to be honest, I had to go back on my phone, scroll through the pictures and remind myself what I did for the whole week. I couldn't remember. Um, the highlight of the week was my new Nipex pliers that I've been dreaming about for a whole month. 
Three that months. was awesome. Yeah. A, a whole month I was dreaming about it. I finally got them. Haven't used them yet. I literally just put them on the front seat um, and just look at them. They're just, yeah. So that was the highlight of the week. Um, what else did I do? Just the standard social housing stuff, you know, crazy places. And lots of mould, lots of funky stuff I've got my hands on. And Listen, yeah. I've got something to ask you. I notice when you do your videos, and I'm gonna. This is blowing you up now. I'm gonna blow your spot up right now. What? You don't wear a mask. I do. As soon as I come out the house, as soon as I've shut the door, it comes off in my pocket. Um, and then certain houses, if the tenants all the way in the other room, and then I'm in the bathroom and it's hot, I'll take it off while I'm in the bathroom. As soon as I'm back out, I do put it on. Good. Good. Yeah. No, 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 I do. I'll let you off on that one, all right? Yeah, you know what? Oh, I was going to say in my jacket, I always carry one in my pocket. So, um, yeah, just it makes things a lot easier. Just I've got it the awkward thing. I've got about four, I don't like to look then, four or five of them. And they all keep going walkies. And I've got a fuse box one that I got when I bought a fuse box board. And it's good mask, but around the ears, it's the elastic. So if you pull it, it like carpet burns <laughs> to back your ears. Ooh. You, oh God! And it's the only one I can find at the moment. I don't know where they all keep going. Listen, I bought the best masks. Right, I've spent so much money on masks trying to find the good one. So, first one I bought was the Under Armour one, mm. and it's really like it's comfortable for breathing. Like you can breathe through it; it's breathable. But it just pulls your ears forward all the time, and it was just winding me up the whole day. It was winding me up. So then I bought um, an Oakley one because I thought I'm going to buy a good one. Right, so I bought an Oakley one, and it felt like I was wearing my wife's thong on my face or something. It went right around your head, and it was all like made out of the same material. I was like, "This is weird." Didn't like that. So then I uh, was in Tesco's, and there was a pack of three. One was like army color, one was like urban army color, and one was black. And it was three in the pack for like a five. I was like, "I'll try them," because I had like like string f- for around the ears. Mate, they're the most comfortable mask. I've got one in in my car, one in her car. And then just one for spare. It's the best mask you can buy. Tesco's. Pack of three. I'm on my this thing. Do they come in different colours? Yeah, they do come in different colours. But they don't <laughs> They don't make a JCB one. Oh, good. Good. It's the snood ones that you can get. Like the, the, the scarf things. I've seen loads of people wearing them recently. But, Pointless. Pointless. Yeah. I Pointless. don't want a hot neck. Marco, you're very quiet tonight. What's going on? I'm I'm podcasted out. I've done a couple before this, actually, for Apprentice One to One. So my week is split in two, as you know, with the day job and uh, Apprentice One to One. So I'll start with that first. You might have seen the generous Eddie from Pegasus. Yes. As good lad. Given up uh, uh, a mega MFT to put in the hands of an apprentice, ideally a level two, level three person just starting out with a testing inspection and that started a landslide to be honest of people getting in touch wanting to donate all sorts of gear so you know there's, oh, there's wow. people giving up speedy um rule drivers power tools hand tools loads of stuff and um i'm speaking with eddie now because i'm hoping he's going to kind of look after that on behalf of apprentice one-to-one seeing it as him who put that into motion uh, so there's that and there's a load of other podcasts coming out that i've recorded with people um apprentices mainly because i'm trying to speak with them as often as possible, give them somewhere to wear their frustrations. So there's some of those coming out. 
So that was um, apprentice one-to-one. And then in the day job, we've actually picked up a couple of decent contracts with some landlords and, and letting agents for periodics and um, remedials. So that's been quite nice. And, um, you know, you, you see a, a lot of bad press towards letting agents on social media sometimes. And my experience of them is that, you know, it's the opposite. They're actually pretty decent, some of the ones we work with. And while I know there are some shady ones about, generally speaking, you know, it's just people trying to manage properties in the safest way they can. So I was pleased to pick those up. So busy times. You're smashing it, Mark. It's nice to see. Yeah, man. Success in the, in the uh, Monday Clubhouse. So, Nico, now, listen, we all know what Nick's been doing all week. I phoned him today about, I don't know, three o'clock. I'm like... No, oh, I can hear it sounded like he was driving. It sounded like the, the air was going past. I was like, Nick, what are you doing? He goes, I'm in my unit. I go, What are you doing? He goes, Melting metal. Class. This is it. Look. Oh, I see that. I love it. So I have been going to work, but it's what I've said in the video. Let me just Oh, I have. I'll jump back to Apprentice One to One as well. The video that's coming out tomorrow night, which would have for everyone else watching this will be last week i did a shout out to sam mark and amy and mark spoke a bit about apprentice one-to-one if anybody because i get that many questions about apprenticeships i have a bloody clue half the time i just put your youtube and instagram and everything on there and said any apprenticeships i want any advice or this this is what you do they're going to get in contact with you that way and sam's on there and amy's um but yeah no with work i did say on the video we um We've got quite a lot of work on. I've done quite a few fuse boards, a lot of EICRs, but the problem with at the moment, people around our area are like quite strict now with COVID more than ever before. And we're going in people's houses. I've just said to Adam, if I've got, I know I've got the content at the unit, let's just get in, get the jobs done and get out. And st- instead of waving around a camera in my face, spend another two hours there that we don't need to be. So electrical content's lacking a little bit, but work's still there. But I'm having every Monday off while Adam's doing his college stuff to go in the unit and film stuff. So it was, uh, it's working out well. It's just, imagine I'm enjoying that life. Imagine yeah. that life. I'm having Monday off to film content. <laughs> what, what, what? And, and, and now I'm phoning him and he's, and he's standing there. Okay. What are you doing? He's, I'm melting metal. I'm smelting metal. And I'm like, what? Goes, yeah. I've been doing it all day. Yeah, so the, the today's idea was I'm trying to, I literally want to create stuff that no one has ever done before. Like the amount of electrical videos we've done and we've all seen duplicated a fuse board video if 100 times at least on YouTube between all of us is with this now, I've collected all loads of old fuse boards up. So what I've been doing is I took five old boards apart today. I've got literally like 50 on a shelf somewhere. I don't like throwing them away. I like keeping them because I want to put them on the wall in the unit one time and do a video for apprentices saying, this is the age of boards from so-and-so to so-and-so. This is what it contains. This is, you know, that sort of stuff for people to learn. But I thought I'll take five boards apart, strip it of the brass, the copper, the zinc, the uh, tin, and smelt it all separately. So then that was what five fuse boards gave you of brass, just under a kilo. Um, and then I had like 600 gram of copper. So I didn't melt the other stuff because I didn't quite know what what was in it. And if you you don't know what's in it, it could uh, smoke quite a lot. And obviously if I'm doing it in a unit, obviously I've got air ventilation through, but I don't want to be smoking myself out. So yeah, Um, it's good. um, How much have you spent on gas for your smelting device? I had to get to first, it's a second um, tanker bought today, but traction around the corner for me, they um, give you a full bottle for 30 quid, which is good. And how much have you made from your smelting? 30 quid. 
No, because someone asked me this today, um, what are you going to do with all the bars? So there's 10 bars that I'm going to sell. I've, I've, I've ordered a laser CNC machine. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, because well, I tried to mold my logo into the bars. And what I was going to do is sell 10 with serial numbers on, limited edition things. There's so many people out there that wanted one. I said, I'll sell 10 with a 1 to 10 on the back with my logo on it or whatever personalized to that person i thought that would be a cool little merch thing to do not like anyone else has done it before um but i physically couldn't get the mold right on each one through sand or whatever so i spoke to my brother and he was like because copper is a, is a soft metal we can either use a laser or a cheap cnc machine and just engrave stuff on the back so that's the plan with all that it's just i can sell that but the rest of the bars i'll just keep now they do giveaways or just keep a big stash in the back or something because the price copper's going at Technically, a kilo of copper, bright copper, is what four pound fifty, four pound sixty. You can get sell an ingot online for about twenty quid. Ingot, <laughs> ingot bar. <laughs> Amy, put. It, oh, I mean, I mean, Kimmy, put it on you. Ingot. <laughs> ingot. Are we on Minecraft? What is this? The Vikings. <laughs> my kid said to me. Honestly, it's exactly what my kid said to me. Oh, an oh. ingot. Wow. <laughs> yeah okay that. cool i liked kimmy before this <laughs> she calls you out in your dumb words boy um listen cnc laser machines aren't as expensive as i thought i was gonna blow you up then but uh no no, no they're not that bad the one i bought i think is about 400 quid or something like that <sighs> the life of... see what happens if you put your hand under it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <Yes. laughs> Um, but I've had, put your hand here. I've had an interesting week. I had an interesting week doing nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Do you have a good week I'm... taking the bins out? I got listen. Funny story, right? Amanda's like, I've got to take the bins out to, for for tomorrow morning. Get picked up tomorrow morning. It's Monday mornings, isn't it? Gets picked up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, sweet. Um, and then I was tired, and I was like, oh, I'll just get up early in the morning. <laughs> I didn't wake up till nine. Um, because I haven't been working. Because I walked off the job last week, um, and there's not much about. So yeah, I've shot myself in the foot a bit. Um, so I'm just sort of kicking it. <sighs> Lock the door in a minute. I've got. I'm just kicking around, not doing a lot at the moment. So that's uh, <sighs> super annoying, and it's making uh, it's making a very miserable Sam. So today, this is this is the height of my my stories this week. Um, so today I'm sitting there and I'm miserable. I'm like, babe, I'm going back to bed. I can't be bothered with today. And she's a, uh, no, no, we got, we got to go for a walk. We got to go for a walk. We got to take the dog for a walk. Take Harper out. Blah blah. I was like, you go. I'm not going today. I'm just not doing it. You know them days where you get, you just like, I ain't going out anyway. She comes back and she goes, um, we need COVID tests. I think, I think Harper's got COVID. I was like, she definitely hasn't. Anyway, we live around the corner from the co- from the COVID testing place, Manston airport anyway book the test half 11 i've only been up an hour i'm like fuck i've got to go and get a covid test now so i go so i get up get dressed sloth downstairs go and sit in the car waiting for her she comes out closes the door you got the keys nah probably should have asked that two two seconds ago she locked the keys in the house and then goes it's well it's not my fault 
<laughs> Bitch, you're the last one through the door. What are you talking about? It's your fault. You usually bring the keys out. So, yeah, we had a massive row about the keys. Then I was going to smash the window to get back in the house, but that was just griefy. And I had to phone my mum, who took 45 minutes to arrive when she's 20 minutes down the road, drive from my house to Ramsgate, Ramsgate and back to get in the house. So two and a half hours wasted sitting about outside my house when I could have been laying in my bed feeling sorry for myself. First world problems. We used to have this with my when I lived at home years ago. Is when we it was a bit of a it's fixed now anyway. But when we had a dog, we had a quite a big dog flat, but not so big that I could physically fit through it. But big enough that you could put your arm in, bring it up, reach the back door key, physically pop it out, bring it out, and my mom would go, "Well, how'd you get in? You haven't got the key." We didn't tell her for years until I was pissed up one night, come back from the pub, the doors were locked. And she come down with my dad, like, frightened because her dad was about to beat the shit out of someone breaking in the house. And all they saw was my arm through the dog flap, flapping around because I was pissed, couldn't find the key. <laughs> no, so I had this idea. What I was going to do was I was going to... You know that on the front door, there's, like, a small window, isn't there? I was just going to smash that. So I got the tire iron out, and I was just going to smash that. And then the man was like, yeah, but it's patterned glass. I don't know if we're going to get another one that shape or what. Like, don't do that. So I was like, all right, well, I'll go around the back and I'll just smash the normal window to get in. So I find my brother, he goes, just go and get the key, man. Because he knows about these things. I was like, how much is it going to cost me? He's like, It'll probably cost you 80 quid and a day of messing around. I was like, I don't fancy a day of messing around. I fancy just like going and sitting in my bed. Because you smash the window, you've got to clean up the glass. Then you've mm. got to get a bit of ply, cut a bit of ply for it temporarily to go and get a bit of glass ordered that is so long so yeah um i actually haven't got much in the way to report on electrical work this week um the most i've done with the electrical work was change the battery in the smoke alarm that's it wow. you have been doing stuff though sam let's let's cover the, your your podcasting activities because i have seen you pumping out podcasts left right and center i watched well, one this morning a very good one this morning tell us about that one Go on, Mark, with your presenting skills. You've been in the groove today. Um, so, um, I've obviously, I do me old Fat Sam podcast. Come on, merch available. Um, oh, you've got the jump pot. I love it. On, Fat Sam. Got to wear that. I love it. Uh, do you know what? Funny story before I get into it. I was, um, last week I was driving along and I live near Margate and there's like a little Margate Harbour um, and there's like a Tate Gallery there. Anyway, driving past, and I saw they were doing building work in there. So I drove in and uh, talking to the guy. I saw a builder come out. I was like, who's the electrical firm on here? Blah, blah, having a chat with him. And he goes, oh, well, give me your number. I'll pass it on. He goes, oh, what's your name? I was like, Fat Sam. And he goes, what? I was like, yeah, he's putting on my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I've got, I've got to speak to them this week. Um, so I might be working in Margate. So that'd be good. It's only five minutes down the road for me. Right, so podcasting. So obviously I started up my own podcast, little side thing, um, because I want to concentrate more on the problems in construction as a whole, um, from anything from mental health, um, addiction, um, just smashing stereotypes, getting people talking about the problems and hitting them face on. Um, obviously I've got, I've got a terrible history of just being a bit of a reprobate. Um, so... Yeah, we, I've just been doing that this week. I mean, Kimmy's been on there. She's she's uh, my my big hit pod, uh, big hit podcast. She's smashed it out of the arena. Um, lots of positive feedback. So thank you very much for that, Kimmy. Um, 
Oh, and by the way, I was the person who invented Kimmy the Spark. Come on. He he actually was. He made really? me who I am. Yeah. Did you were pro electric before, weren't you? Yeah, I was, like, yeah no one... it was just... And he was like, why don't you just show them you're a woman? I was like, really? Will they accept me? He's like, yeah, just go for it. I was like, you know what? Change the profile, pick, change the name. And I was like, oh my God, it's actually a thing now. So... Yeah, when I'm nice. when I'm rich and famous, like Mister Mister Nick, I will um, owe it all to you. I'll pay you. So royalties. does he. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh fuck! She <laughs> good. <laughs> he says it all the time, Kimmy. He says you wouldn't be anything without me, Nick. You wouldn't know any of these companies. All right, okay. And like half of it is true, but the rest isn't. But Sam won't take it. So all or nothing. Listen. So. I'll take any credit. I'll take all the credit of anything. <laughs> but no, so I've been doing this. So I've been doing this podcast. Um, and obviously I spoke to a guy called Matt Thomas, who then introduced me to a guy called Duncan Thompson. I always forget his surname. I forgot it straight on the podcast. And like, I've talked to him loads and loads. We talk all the time. Anyway, so we've been doing this uh, this podcast and we sort of sitting around Matt's quite intense um, and he does like lots of things that are a bit weird. Um, and I started doing them as well, like cold showers. Like, I oh, never thought right. cold showers w- would be a thing I would do. I had one just before the podcast to sort of liven me up, make me feel good about myself. You, like you get in, you do the cold shower, like you do a normal shower, get all fresh and then bam, I just go, I just go in now, wallop, twist it right round. And then it just gets cold. And you have to go, <laughs> how long you confirm it for and then get out and then you feel amazing like your skin's tingling because it's so cold because it's obviously winter so the pipes are cold whatever and it's just tingling and i love it um i hate and then cold we... showers i hate them Whoa. i tried to do that in the summer you know when it was like a billion degrees outside and i was like i because I, I turned the boiler off i was like no one's using hot water and we're not having the heating on because our nest kept turning the fucking heating on middle of the day for no reason even though it was 35 degrees outside if i'll go for a cold shower i squealed like a baby all i'm saying is you bees a pussy oh i couldn't deal it i tried i was like like hyperventilating i realized it wasn't even on properly cold yet I was like, yeah oh, i know I'm right ready. i did that for I'm gonna two die. weeks i was like yeah i'm mastering it now and then i, I found it had like a, a half an inch to go and I, t- I was like well that is so much colder <laughs> yeah, ice came out yeah yeah but um, so I've been doing that, and then we sort of was talking about should we do a challenge? So this was last year before Christmas, and we was like, should we do a challenge in the new year? And I was like, well, drop January out because everyone's doing their New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. They last for about three days, and then and everyone's sort of feeling bad about themselves by the end of January. They've all hit the fuck it button. They're like, oh fuck it, I'm just gonna eat chocolate. <laughs> so it is what it is. But then um, we decided. Uh, on February the 1st, 28 days. And we w- wanted to do is make a challenge that anyone of any fitness level can do. It, all it re- really requires is to do it and keep doing it. And that mental override of what you don't want to do is really the challenge. It's not the physical parts. It's not the not eating. Um. It's willing yourself through that hardness of doing that. Like it's a pig not eating for... 16 hours a day it's a pig getting up at half five it's a pig going for a run at at five o'clock in the morning it's a pig getting in the cold shower after that run and no one there's no one in this world that apart from matt that likes burpees 
like such a divvy exercise. Yeah. <laughs> I hate burpees. But to be honest, I don't even know what a burpee is. Sam will show us. Go on. I will not show you. <laughs> <laughs> but a burpee's brutal. Look it up. Google it. It's brutal. Um, and so it's just about getting yourself motivated, making people feel good. You know, there's a lot of people out there doing this COVID downturn and stuff like that, struggling just like with, I don't know, just with life. There's like no end to COVID. You know, there's new Brazilian strains come out and all this, and they might not work on the vaccine. You know, all this nonsense keeps coming out. No one's got an end date in sight. Everyone feels like it's going to come to an end soon, but the government are telling you otherwise. So it's just something to sort of galvanise people. and Not to overplay it, like we have, might have three people join, but it's something we're going to do for ourselves, and we're inviting people to come along and do the challenge with us. Um, all the details, Fat Sand Podcast. Uh, on YouTube, you can watch the video and you can go to Fat Sound Podcast on Instagram and hit that up as well. Um, and all the details are on there, plus some other podcasts uh, uh, about inspiring things. And I've got one coming out Thursday as well, all about addiction in construction and substance abuse in construction. It's a deep subject, and f- for me, it's it's a rough one. It was a rough one. So that aside, I should stop talking now. No, it was good. I'll just I'll, listen. I can go off. I can go off. We know. We know. It, it's good to hear you're talking about the podcasts. And, and to be fair to you, you've given me the passion for doing them as well. I love doing podcasts. Um, and you should take a lot of credit for that, mate, because you, you, Rick, started that out with EGTE way back when. You, you've, you've trailblazers for the rest of us all following you. So, you know, good on do you. Know you. What, do you know what's a hard pill to swallow, though? Right. Okay, we're the original. Yes, yes, we're the original. <laughs> Still getting the least amount of downloads, though, aren't we? <laughs> I'm sitting there like, fuck's sake. Like, Amy the Sparks just brought out her one, killing it. Brilliant interview. Love it. You know, and I looked at it and I was like, well done, Amy. Yes, brilliant. I'm so pleased for you. Bollocks. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> oh, you just got 10,000 downloads this week, prick. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And Mark's like, oh, yeah, I've, just in- I've done 15 videos today and I've got 24 to release next week. Leave some space for us, Mark. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Kimmy, listen, but Kim, you've got something to say about this, haven't you? Wait, what? Wait, what? What about your YouTube channel? Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got some content lined up. I'm filming, recording some interesting stuff. Um, Is it though? Is it what? Interesting. How rude. (laughs) Um, I think it's a matter of perspective. It's basically my personality, but a YouTube channel. So it's just, it's just a bit wild. Not 100% electrical, a bit of random bits and bobs, but you know, it is what it is. I've just subscribed. I didn't realise I wasn't subscribed. There you go. Boom. You've got Bundy on board now. Bundy will give you a shout out about three people the next day. So yeah, I've got um I'm releasing a few here and there, and um I'm not trying to do a podcast yet, so your waters are safe. Let no, you and listen, Amy I do encourage that. it. I just wish people would listen to mine. <laughs> true, you push me to do mine, Sam. I know. Yeah, I'm like I'm like listen, I'm like Dracula of podcasting, yeah. So of the podcasting electrical industry. I'm like Dracula. Like I bit all the all these little all these little people and now they're all getting podcasts and then I, it's like you're all part of my podcast family i'm the Literally daddy like the, the, the big daddy i was just gonna say the big daddy of them all 
the, the great grandfather. Fat dad. The fat dad of electrical podcasting. <laughs> fact. Obi Wan. Yeah. But outside of this, um, Mark, what is this week's hot topic? So this week, and um, I'm pleased Kim is on this podcast as well with us tonight because she's involved with this as well. It's to do with the difference between initial verification and periodic inspection and testing. So um, initial verification and then EICRs, because a lot of people don't understand that they are a little bit different. Listen, listen, right, here we go. I don't know the difference. I thought I thought EICR was just a new word for periodic. Yeah, well, it, it is and it isn't. So, I mean, the EICR did replace the periodic inspection report, but we're talking about initial verification and then an EICR. So you can do a separate qualification, and that's been the case since they split the original 2391. So you had the 2394 and 2395, and now it's the 2391 part 50 and part 51. Part 50 being the initial verification and 51 your periodic inspection report. And then part 52 is both together, so combined. If you actually look in guidance note three, it it tells you that the purpose of an initial verification, um, it's where you're looking at all measures by means of which compliance of the electrical installation with the relevant requirements of BS 7671 are checked comprising inspection, testing and certification. So basically that you're looking at the installation as a whole and you need to be seeing that during construction as well. Right, break that down into normal talk. Need to have had um, sight. Oh my god, I will smash you in zones. So you got right, Mark. Hello. You've got the worst connection in the world. Nowhere. Yes way. Well, he's no, yeah. is that a little uh, log sorry. cabin he's in? <laughs> Mark's falling out. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Listen, log yes. cabin boy. Fix your internet connection right now because I'm learning and I need to learn. Oh, no, Mark, no. it was all right. It only went out for a second. You're all right. All right. Well, what? where did right. it cut off from? I'll go back to that first bit, first bit again. So the initial verification is um, where you are checking by means of which compliant... No, I've gone. I've lost you, haven't I? No, no. I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Well, you're checking that the um, relevant requirements of BF7671 are checked... Uh, via inspection, testing and certification. And the inspector needs to see construction of that. So you need to check that cables are in zones and that they're right. Uh, Materials have been selected and erected. Because often on bigger projects, you won't have the same person designing, installing and then then testing. And, um, you know, you've got the full range of tests that you have to perform. So they're uh, shown in Guidance Note 3. And they're a little bit different to what you might perform during a, a periodic inspection report. So if you look so, at a periodic inspection report, so an, e, an EICR, it says in Guidance Note 3 that that's really to provide an engineering view on whether or not the installation is in a satisfactory condition um, where it can be... Right, I've got this. So you, you're not dismantling. Wait, you go wait, first, Sam. Wait. I know, you go first. Go Before on. it goes out my head. I know, I know, go on. Right, so initial verification <laughs> is to make sure it was put in properly in the first place. And a EICR yeah. is to make sure that over time it's still complying. Essentially, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and also when you Oh every time. Oh. When you're doing an, an, an EICR, one of the one of the <laughs> 
one of the prime reasons you do testing, and it actually states this in Guidance Note 3, and a lot of people kind of kind of gloss over this, is that the main reason you're doing testing is to confirm that disconnection times in Chapter 41 are ultimately met. And you don't have to perform a full range of tests in the way you would when you're carrying out initial verification. You know, often people get hung up on not doing insulation resistance between your line and neutrals, for example, when in most cases, certainly more complex installations, you can't disconnect all of the connected loads to do that. So you have to do line and neutral together to earth. Uh, and ultimately, it says that, you know, as the inspecting person, it's up to you to decide what range of tests you deem are necessary to decide if that installation is satisfactory and in a safe condition for continued use. And you can do that through sampling and things like that. And obviously, if you're finding defects and issues, you can expand that sampling rate into a larger area. Oh, I mean, more simple quiet. installations in domestic. Stop. You're throwing out so much information that my time. Slow it down for Sam, please. Slow it down for Sam. His, <laughs> his brain's just had enough, I think. I mean, you don't know what he's talking about, bruv. Huh? This is simple, basic stuff. Come on. Oh, nice. All right, sweet. But anyway, right? Initial verification versus EICR. Obviously, initial verification, meaning initial, the first verification of an installation. And EICR is a condition report of the... Come on, Sam. This is late. I feel like I'm just getting hit with information. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Kimmy, you're repping out here. Right, listen. So what is so understanding the difference between the two, I feel like I'm there in terms of the initial verification the EICR. And what you're saying now is with the EICRs, it's about not you don't necessarily have to go as deep with the overall test you can take sampling tests and then if there's if there's a bit of a balls up on one of those samples you expand that to sort of find out what's going on and then you can sort of expand that sample range to see if the other circuits are as poorly managed as a, as the first one that you've tested is that correct sounds like you know what you're on about sam yeah pretty wow. much nailed it mate it's i mean in, in, in i can see reading he's got google on the screen yeah he's got it open on it definitely <laughs> With smaller domestic installations, you can you can go to the same extent as initial verification in most cases because they're quite simple and it's easy enough to connect, disconnect most of the loads and and, and such. But one important aspect is with your your inspection. So you sh I mean that's the key aspect of an EICR for me is the inspection process and the time you put into doing that. So you need to go around and check the external condition of most of the electrical installation. But a lot of people go too far with dismantling so taking the installation to pieces and um looking at every single accessory uh, and connection I had that problem when i when i first and one of the key properly, yeah i think a lot of people start off. like that nick yeah and that's the mindset isn't it you think you're doing you're doing a thorough thorough job but really you can sometimes introduce faults by accident by opening so much when you've only got you may be a day on a site where you're looking at a house. If you're taking everything apart and then putting it back together, you're putting time pressure on yourself as well. So it's using that yeah. experience. And if you're seeing issues in the installation, you automatically know yourself that you need to look a little bit further. It's just experience, isn't it? And I think it's it's 651.2 as the reg that says a detailed inspection without dismantling together with the tests of chapter 64 considered appropriate by the inspector. So it's kind of telling you that, you do need to be looking inside um, accessories, but not all of them. 
And um, a lot of people who just pass the, the test and inspection and go off out doing this can be uh, putting themselves under unnecessary pressure. Like you said yourself, Nick, I did the same as well. I think a lot of people do. What's the percentage? Just, is, it, is it 20% of the accessories? In the it's up to you. You can write can where you like want. The, the, the yeah. bare minimum. No, I think bare minimum is 5%. I think, but, but doesn't this fly in the face I... of... Sorry, Kimmy. Doesn't this fly in the face of what's been said over the last couple of years when it comes to EICRs, when, when this whole EICR thing was dropped on the industry? Um, like Obviously, E5, we're talking about um, going further with the tests and trying to really pull the installation apart to really understand what, what's going on, getting deep understanding of it. Kind of this sort of information kind of flies in the face of that. Or is it like a happy medium that we're trying to find? Because actually if you're doing an EICR on say, I don't know, a three bed house, not well, let's say a two bed flat, a big two bed flat. So you're probably going to have, I don't know, perhaps three rings in there. No, well, two rings in there. Sorry. Um, a couple of lighting circuits, um, boiler, stuff like that. How deep do you need to go to sort of assess uh, assess the installation? But on top of that, if you don't... Have, like, I don't do much testing. I'm interested in learning about testing. So how far would... Is there sort of like when you... So, for instance, right, the other day... The other day... <laughs> take a breath. Just take a breath, mate. I've never right. seen Breathe. you. Breathe. Not being able to talk. What's no? What I'm trying to do is. Oh yeah, have he had example. a donut in his mouth though. <laughs> what I'm trying to do is think of an example, right? So the other day I went and put fitted some lights up for this old girl around the corner, right? And I went into a house and I looked at it. I looked at a board. I looked at some of the installation. Took the light fitting down, and I could see someone had took some real nice time to dress everything nicely. It wasn't just all hickory piggery in there. And like everything in the board was all nicely laid out and stuff. And I was just like, I probably don't need to go too deep into this because actually it's quite nice. And are we saying that when you when you do your EICRs, you can you sample a few, you can kind of get a feel for the place without having to take everything off. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That's a long you're right. getting there, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I found you're right, well, mate. Oh, sorry, Mark, go on. I was just going to say, you get a feel for it, don't you? You've used your engineering judgment there, Sam. That's exactly mm. what happens. And, and you're referencing about, about other tests you can do and being more detailed in your testing. There's nothing stopping anyone from doing that. I mean, if you want to if you want to be that thorough in your work, you can be. A guidance note three is just a guidance document. This is mm. just some of the information um, from within it. So you don't, you don't have to be bound to that. Um, but if you're looking at compliance that's generally accepted as the standard that people, you know, work to and work towards. And, you know, people, if you... Sorry, Mark, I do this all the time, sorry. What a lot of people who preach this good practice, not saying E5 or anyone like that, but what I'm saying is when people go, oh, you can't do any quick ICR, perhaps you can't. Some properties you can because you just know you can look in there and it'd be all right. But there is a, there is a, um, a balance, isn't there, that needs to be struck between thoroughness and profit and at the end yeah. of the day we're not not in this game to like break even we're in this game to make as much pos money as possible but do it the right way and, and it's finding that balance when it comes to these eicrs you can go and do a test from the van and be like sit outside and be like give me a, a number between one and 50 do you know what i mean you could do that but that's not ethical and not right so it's finding this balance do you go in and you pull everything apart 
so you can walk away knowing that everything's perfect? Or do you do sampling amounts and maximize your time in there, get out, get paid, good jobs are good? Yeah, I think the thing with that, because obviously I do a hell of a lot of these estate agents, but obviously I have my own ones. And I've said before, the estate agents ones, the price is vastly different because I get a lot more from them. That's what it is. I could easily book myself in one EICR in privately for me and Adam and do a little job in the afternoon and the money's made for the day. Or I make sure I get two EICRs in for the estate agents. But equally you're a competent electrician. You need to walk away thinking this is this certificate I've just done. Is it a competent electrician certificate? Because at the end of the day, you only got the next electrician along from me needs to look at it. He then pick up something. If I haven't filled that with the right information or haven't cuffed my ass with the writing of, yes, I've done 30%. I've checked so-and-so and so-and-so written in the notes, taking pictures on my iPad and attaching them to the certificates. The more information, the better or I could not do any of that, do the bare minimum, get picked up, and then him go, mm, well, actually, there was two spurs in the loft that you didn't find, and, you know, exposed cable. You only need one person to find that out, goes to the estate agents, and I've lost all that work. So you need to weigh up of how much time do I spend, but equally, if I cock up, what's the repercussions of this as a competent electrician, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you make a good point. You make a great point, Nick. You've got to look after your business reputation while you're doing all of this. That's that's really important. And ultimately, the safety of people. You know, I'm all about putting um, the engineering judgment in electricians' hands, so trusting them to make uh, decisions based on the installations they're inspecting rather than being in, in fear of someone pulling them apart for something they've done. I mean, you're saying there about another local contractor who'd maybe pull your pants down a bit, essentially. You know, I don't understand the mindset of someone who would go around trying to do that anyway. We should all be kind of trying to help and support each other in any way we can. But with the with the periodic inspection, you know, you're looking at documentation as well. So you might have prior test reports. You might have um, sound knowledge that maintenance is taking place. So especially with letting agents that when repairs are getting done to the property, they've been done by electricians, not by the why enthusiasts so you have that knowledge of the installation and you can base your inspection on that you might have another property where you know there's been no maintenance and you know it's been ransacked by diy dave or deidre doing all sorts of stuff and you're not going to do any sampling you want to pull the whole thing apart same in some commercial and industrial situations but that's having the confidence to use your own engineering judgment to, to do that and i think that's an important aspect of periodic inspection reports and a key difference with uh, initial verification yeah, well, this is the thing I've found at the moment because of the new law that's come in saying all the rental properties have to have EICRs done is how many fuse boards have been fitted that have no trace of no paperwork or anything, even fitted last year that I've been doing, nothing. Yeah. And yeah. even a couple of them I've looked at and gone, sweet, it's better than my boards. Like, genuinely super impressed. Oh, where's the certificate for it? Who did it? Don't know. I think, what? Mm. Oh... Yeah, I've had one of them recently myself as well with um, estate agents. So many certificates. Every single house has a brand new fusible that got installed a few months ago. None of them have certificates. So they call me out to do the periodic certificate because they need it. All of them have new boards. No paperwork to trace it back to anybody. Some of them are really good. The other, Some of them are just absolute shambles. They literally, some of the builders that change it, they mix and match all the different brands of the breakers, whether it fits in or not, ram it in, no grommets, no nothing. Some of them don't bother like changing this and that. And, oh, is he all right? Is he all right? Yeah, I think his, <laughs> his, his um, 
shed door keeps slamming, I think. Oh. That's the interesting shed door. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, the ESERs, it's uh, been an interesting one recently. Yeah, yeah well, while, while we're gone. talking about it, there's um, this handy guide that Napier have produced. Is that the not code here, book? Not... The one with the no, it's not the, not, it's not the Code Breakers book. This is one to do with um, the private rental sector. So it's uh, the Landlord and Electrical oh. Inspector's Guidance for the Private Rental Sector. So they've actually created a book that kind of talks through it because a lot of people don't understand exactly what the obligations are. It came into force mm-hmm. last year, but I think it's is it the end of April or the start of April where anyone who's currently in private rented property has to have a valid EICR. Uh, in place so yeah Napier have produced this uh, it's well worth checking out it's not the most expensive book in the world so if you are a landlord or letting agent and happen to be listening to this and you think we're all waffling away trying to scam you out of money go and give that a read because it tells you all about it in there we've yeah, just know, said I, mate I had an argument with the the letting agents because obviously I'm not the only spark doing their stuff um, I think there's about was about six but I was the only spark put in five years to change a tenant on the certificates and i think we said this in a previous one and i had a stand-up conversation with a guy in the wholesaler who was doing them he was like no it's just five years i said but it's not is it it's five years of change of tenant why is it change of tenant i said the fact that i have to explain this to you you are 20 years older than me why don't you know this <laughs> and uh yeah and he just turned around and was like well i don't understand i was like well you clearly if there's no earth on the bless we've done the icr there's no earth on the lighting which is fine if there's class two fittings everywhere. It's a, it's fine. The, the um, new tenants come in, they'd go, oh, I want metal brush chrome switches everywhere. Bang, there we go, they're on. Mm. How do you know? Is that written down on your certificate, on your sheet, that there were class two, there's no earth, blah, blah, blah. And then two days later, it turns to metal. They get a shock, you get naffed off anyway and he was just like oh mm-hmm. i suppose so and i told the letting agents they were like well can i see the documentation it's like it's just common sense but hey mm-hmm. so i had to run off because my daughter's going to bed and she's very daddyfied at the moment and she's like she needs to say good night to daddy before she goes to bed and i know one bit <laughs> right so where was we uh, nick's boring story about eicrs anyway moving Brilliant. on cool 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 <laughs> Well, I'm just going to set my phone. <laughs> what are you going to do? Tweet out about your ingots? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Listen, Mark, what else have you got got for us today? I'm sure you had St. Kels you texted me about. And I was like, oh, Mark, I'll read your I think we kind, of, we kind of covered it a bit. It was just about the letting agent side of things, really, that they get a bit of a bad press. And we've just said there that they do need to educate themselves a little bit about these PRS oh, things that have come in. But I, I do a lot of work for letting agents and, and most of them are proper decent. They just want to look after the properties in the best way they can. Mm. And, um, you know, I've seen, I think I saw a post on LinkedIn um, about somebody who kind of packaged up stuff to, to a letting agent. And, you know, people calling into question what they're doing with no context. So saying that they're kind of devaluing the whole thing by offering these different packages to customers. And I, I don't understand that at all because... It's all about setting yourself apart. If you can solve a problem for a, for a customer and letting agents are big ones for a lot yeah. of electricians by solving a few issues at once. So your emergency light testing, your smoke alarms, um, your um, yeah, pat exactly testing. That's what I was talking about in my stories with it a few days ago. Exactly yeah. what I was saying, talking about uh, offering packages. That's what I offer my clients and literally everything at once. I go in, one property, smash out everything and 
Yeah, they love it. Expand on that sense. for me, please. Expand on that for me, please, Kimmy. So, yeah, like um, the emergency lighting certificate, um, smoke alarm certificate, you can also do a fire safety certificate. I was saying that you don't legally have to have qualifications to do it. You just have to be a competent person. So I've also spent time to figure out what that is and all the different parts. So I offered that as a service, floor plans, pat test. Um, what else do I do? Oh, oh you don't pat test, do you? Oh. I do pat test. Um, it was just a course that was included in my, um, when I paid for my, qualification when i first started it was just included with the whole thing so you i just done much. the practice course um no. no last time i'd done it was um actually last week i practiced one free yeah i get asked to every now and then i just i've got a practice when i'm qualified and i just detest the it is, I, so I do much a minimum price so whether you're on practice than one or five it's the minimum price and the landlord some of them love it they just want the more paperwork, the more secure they feel. So they're like, yeah, just pat test, just, just the fridge. And I'm like, that's going to cost you that much. They're like, all right. And I don't mind. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll just plug. Top tips from that's Kimmy. To the oh, what is going on? Put the sticker on. Wait, wait, wait. What's that? You'll get your right, you froze. What is going on here with you lot? You, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, I can see now. Listen, these are You're top round. tips coming from Kimmy. Like, honestly, top tips. Wrapping it up, minimum pat testing fee, all that stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff for people out there. That is really good, to be fair. That. You know, so, yes, one to ten items. Normally, I charge um, the standard clients. Like, depends, obviously, how many you book. I don't know. Are we allowed to talk prices? Yeah. Whatever you want. I'm to, okay. Normally, it's um, £65, one to ten items however many it is and then after that i charge per item on top of that That's so that great. includes your stickers and your certificate so sometimes it'll be three things sometimes it'll be 10 65 pound standards oh my god i think it's a song sam i need to get my pat tester back out i think we do exactly the same to be fair we do exactly the same so do like Kimmy, you're breaking up so badly. A fight. You're breaking up so badly; it's killing me. I'm actually going to get triggered in a minute. <laughs> oh, she's still, at least she's frozen in a nice way, and like you the other day, Sam, where you look like you've melted. <laughs> <laughs> she's made a brilliant point, though, hasn't she? Being able to package those services up as an electrician, yeah. you can turn instead of that one EICR where you're saying booking another one for the afternoon, Nick. If you you can tie in some pat testing, some emergency light testing, and some smoke alarms. You can make good money on that one oh, yeah. property, you know. And it, it's it's more work, and that you're keeping the landlord happy or the letting agent because you're covering a, a lot of things in one hit. Less organisation for them, especially with coronavirus at the minute. The less people go into properties, the better. So it's win-win. My problem is, I mean, Kimmy sounds like she's got it sorted around the, that area, but trying to get. 60 quid out of someone a landlord around here to say i'm sorry but either your smoke alarms are out of date or whatever it's difficult enough for me to go i want this pack tester and this is smoke alarms this is that 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 they would literally just go absolute <laughs> no way they would show me the money and then they'd, they'd put it away and go you're not having any of it give me my certificate <laughs> and piss off. that's pretty much what they say i want the, you to do the bare minimum in my house give me a certificate and I'll see you in five years. That is pretty much the way it is around here. 
but that's because that's the reality for a lot of electricians. Go on, Sam, say that again. Because it's a creepy north. (laughs) (laughs) Chicken, free chickens, yeah. Honestly, do you know what, Kimmy? Do you know what he said the other day? He says he's going to set up a boxing match, right? And he thinks he could take me. That's what he said. Yeah, I can easily. Not even it's not even a competition. I will definitely come and watch that. You could be a ring girl. I think Kimmy will knock you out in a minute, so. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh God. Yeah, you're back now. Is she back? Yeah, she's back, yeah. Oh, Sam's always got to lower the mood, doesn't he, as usual? <laughs> Listen. She's <laughs> frozen. She's just frozen on your arm like that. The gun show's in town. Listen, we're going to have to wrap this up because Kimmy's connection is terrible. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. There you go, look. Jesus Jeez. Christ. Oh. Listen, I was, I was, I was, shut up, Sam. I was going to say, you've got the line tattoos, haven't you? Like, Is it down your legs as well? That's a bit personal, isn't it? No, 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 no. This, because this Yeah, because my friend's got that. Oh, I've got this line on but he's he's got them like you say it goes up and it joins on his back and it goes down his yeah. thighs and then down to his feet. Well, it's for me to know and for none of you guys to find out how far ah. down it goes. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I've turned into Sam. Oh yes. <laughs> Best Monday club ever, apart from Kimmy's connection. <laughs> he's shooting. You know what? Right. When I used to go do you know what it is? When I used to go clubbing when I used to go clubbing, I used to get that question all the time. These little pervs come up. How far down does that go? And I'm like, mm-mm. That's not what I meant. <laughs> 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 it, it stops here. Oh, I'm dead. I'm dead. And it goes down, but I'm not saying how far down it goes. Oh, I'm so happy right now. I'm going to go. All our careers are over. (laughs) You know what? That's because you with the JCB thing. I told you Uh, to cut that out, edit it out. No. You wouldn't do it. No. You wouldn't do it. I begged you. I was like, Sam, please. I don't want anybody to find out. (laughs) No, I can't do it, I'm afraid. (laughs) Sam doesn't know how to edit videos. (laughs) Wait until you see my new video. I've got my new software now. I've Ooh. got little transitions and everything. It's highly Ooh. blessed. Highly yeah. blessed. Highly blessed. Right. Guys, it's been a pleasure. I've had a lot of fun tonight. We're out. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.
safe for continued use.